0: Thank mm-hmm. you. To Was I Drunk, a podcast for the refined pretentious breaker waxes book at parties when have had more than one smeared off ice. I am your host, Austin Cross, and with me this week are
1: Wayne Jenkins.
0: Jamie. Alright. And as we do every single week here at Was I Drunk, we're gonna check in with our bar master Extraordinaire to see the delicious drink he made us. What's on tap? Today
1: I have made for us a classic martini.
0: Papers are great, just love it. Okay.
1: Yeah, the uh, classic martini. I've not made this for us today. No, I've not made this for us to date. No. Yeah. To date. That's to date. <laughs> there we go. That was a good fix. Um, it's actually a, a fantastic gin drink. You can make this with uh, vodka. A lot of people prefer vodka martinis. I tend to, you know, not like those people. A a good martini is a gin martini. I'm sorry, I will stand by that. That just is what it is. Also, you don't shake a martini. I don't care if you are Bond, if you like, if you're a Bond fanatic, if you want to go after what, it doesn't matter. He was a pretentious, arrogant asshole ordering a good drink that got ruined because it got shaken. So, the way that you make a really good martini is thusly. (laughs) Um, I tend to to pull a peel off of a lemon first. So grab a white peeler, pull a peel off of your lemon, drop it in a mixing glass, and then add one full ounce of a dry vermouth. Add three ounces of a good London dry gin i do like beefeater here um if you want a little bit of a different flavor profile um go with a ford's gin it is it is still a london dry but it is a great london dry it does bring a little bit of different kind of herbaceousness to a a traditional london dry than you would get with like a beefeater so add that to the the your mixing glass um, add a whole lot of ice and stir it that literally is it stir it pour it in a martini glass um, and then serve uh, straight up with an olive ideally Uh, you can do a small cocktail onion if you want but normally you want this you want a little bit of the salt, the saline that comes through with an olive. So, that's that's how I've served it for you today. So, what do you guys think?
0: Love the olive.
2: Do you want me to pretend like I like it? Yes, or, I do. Mm, then this is the best dang olive drink mm, I've ever had.
3: shouldn't have put the olive in it if you wanted her to like it. <laughs> that's fair.
2: It tastes like a soggy supreme pizza. Not my thing.
3: <laughs> that's fair. That's... that's this is one of Like, I get the, the gin versus vodka thing. Like, obviously, in a drink like this, you're going to want gin because the gin actually has more to it than vodka. Vodka is just a...
1: Literally a uh, carrier of alcohol. Yeah.
3: Gin has the floral notes, things like that, that, you know, come out when you stir it in with some water. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, it makes sense to, to be a more more about the gin than the vodka in
0: it. Yeah, I man, solid drink for sure. So, go ahead and mix one of those up and uh, see for yourself. All right. So, for our aperitif topics today, I want to start off with the fact that NASA is going back to the moon, and they are about damn, yeah, time. About about damn time, about
3: damn time.
0: I mean, are we just excited about this? What are we thinking?
3: Uh, very excited. Yeah. I mean, we should have we should be a point now where we already had a moon base established, hundred percent. Where correct. we you know do research and. You know, having a space where we can research in a near space. zero uh, space, uh, where we can do a near zero gravity research is huge. It's not near, near, near
1: zero gravity, but the flip side is, is it is one quarter of the gravity that we have on Earth. So, when you look at the, the potential for everything else, when you look at launching capa- capabilities of uh, you know, rockets off of. Uh, the moon versus off of earth the the cost associated with it is significantly less. I, in fact, it's literally three quarters less because it's, you know, the, the gravity. Y- yeah. Yeah.
0: So in case anyone's inter- interested, the name of the program is Artemis. Artemis one is launching here. Let me see pretty soon. Uh, we're launching on, yep. Uh, tomorrow, August 29th. Is soon. So uh, it's real soon. And it's going to be an uncrewed unmanned mission. But Artemis 2, since the launch in 2024, will have a manned crew that will then circle the moon at a larger, uh, I guess, orbit than the Apollo missions did. And then Artemis 3 will actually land the first woman on the moon. Uh, that's what it's looking like here, is what they're saying. So, And that is scheduled for 2025. And obviously, like we said, this is a first step on getting people back on the, back into space, learning how to live in an inhospitable environment, and then going to Mars.
1: I, I also want to just point out that I love the idea. I, I love NASA and the way that they name things. So Artemis uh, was the Greek goddess of wild animals, the hunt and um, chastity, and, as well as childbirth. So the the idea that NASA named this, uh, the Artemis project is absolutely beautiful because it's like, it is the rebirth. It's the, the, the childbearing uh, future of where we are going and, and space ventures go, going forward. I love that. That's beautiful.
2: And then in addition to have it being the first woman on the moon in, with the Artemis name as well. so Agreed. That's really cool. Yes.
0: Yeah, for sure. Um, Anybody else something else I want to talk about? I mean, that, that was pretty neat, but... I do. I, I have
1: something. So I thought it was really cool. Speaking of um, women and women's, you know, progression, if you will. Um, and this is kind of a... It feels... Uh, ugly, saying that with with light of that, but so the uh, the beauty competition, the first ever beauty queen competition in world history on the moon. Uh, no, not on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> in not, space. In space. That's twenty so, thirty. Melissa Ralph um, sure. was the um, first uh, Britain. Com, com, compete, British. Com, compete British. In? Com, com, competition competitor Compe- competitor hey there, there it is there you go um to compete in the uh um the 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 world miss universe miss universe thanks um without wearing makeup i think that's
0: amazing so it's so a long road, ho- road to get there. But yeah, okay, cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's neat. I mean, she's wearing makeup
2: there. in the picture that they showed, though. I'll see she, they get you. I see that she gets Did they mean, I, like, not a full face of makeup? And she went, like, with a natural look? Because she's obviously wearing mascara no, when, and eyeliner in that picture. When she
1: actually competed, um, that, she did not wear makeup. Well, then
2: why didn't they use that?
0: Why didn't they use that picture? Because they want to get
3: some views. Yeah. No. It's true. Sorry.
0: Yeah, pretty her up for the camera, honey.
3: Honey. <laughs> that should be the real, like, Kind of like how they they get all huffy about like Olympians and av- other athletes being drugged up, like performance enhancing drugs and stuff. Like the beauty contest, no makeup should, for beauty contests. Yeah, no makeup for for beauty uh, competitions. Like I that's like that's it. the unfair advantage. Like hey, they're we, not. You and
1: I have had this conversation about. I I I hate makeup. I legitimately hate it. I wish it would all anything. go away. But the flip side is. The, the argument that you have made is, okay, so tomorrow everyone stops wearing makeup. All it takes is one person to start wearing makeup and they have the competitive edge. Like, I get it. I understand it. I just, I don't, I really legitimately hate makeup and the way that it puts pressure on people to look a certain way and to hide their flaws and to be perfect under every circumstance. I really just hate that.
2: I, I can see your point there, but I also think that it gives a lot of people confidence Um, and they do have their flaws and I, like, makeup can hide it in a way, but it also allows somebody who maybe they have really severe bad acne and they're on the treatments, everything like that, but when they put the makeup on, they can go out and they're not being stared at or feel like they're being stared at because they look like everybody else. You know, it, I hate to say, but it levels the playing field, but like- it makes somebody who may have some issues with self-confidence feel more confident.
0: No, I, absolutely. I get what you're saying. Yeah. I, I don't disagree with that. I know personally myself, when I go out, I put a little bit of powder on my balls. I like to do a little defining, you know, um, just a little <laughs> bit. <laughs> you you, can contou- little shake, you contour, contour the balls. Yeah, I contour my balls, and it gives me a ton of confidence.
2: And let me just say that doing makeup is hard. This is not easy. People spend so much time doing it. Um, This is coming from me, a girl who works on a farm and literally never wears makeup, like not even mascara. But I, it's like, I have respect for those who are able to do it because it is a talent and it is hard work to achieve the looks that they're able to create.
0: It's a lot of hard work to trip people. I get that. Yeah.
3: Well, and that's that's what I was going to get into is the whole like people who are like you know oh makeups a it's deceiving and it's a trick and it's like then wear it, wear it too <laughs> like you know give yourself that that badass eye scar that you've always wanted <laughs> like just do it with makeup like
1: I I've met a lot of guys cooler. who have put makeup on before they hit the bars like I I have no, I've known <laughs> a lot of have. them. <laughs> <I'm> sorry. <laughs> I have, but the flip side is, is I don't think that it, it takes like, I I don't think that it takes anything away from that. But I I do think that to your point, Jamie, I I think that there is a certain admiration that is there and due respect to people that spend the time doing that. The flip side is, I don't think that there should be that societal pressure. I don't think that as a society, we should look at that and say, you have to look this way. So No. You know, there's million dollar industries, billion dollar industries really of yeah, industries. of of you know of makeup and 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 cosmole, cos, wow. cos, cos, Cosmologists. on cos, Cosmologists,
0: cosmologists oh, Those are people that look at the <laughs> nope,
1: universe, sorry.
3: dude. Cosmetologists. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> sorry. sorry, I
1: just I don't think that that should exist. I'm sorry, I just don't think it should.
2: All right, whatever. Makeup's not a new thing. It's yeah. not. New in the slightest.
1: You made this argument before, Wayne. Was. Like four thousand years ago, five thousand years ago, people you know have done this, and yeah, it will yeah, always
3: no, continue to be there. Yeah, we'll always find something to. And if it's not outward appearance, then then it's going to become like your online avatar looks shitty, so now you have to improve it. There's always going to be something that we're we're never we're never going to be happy with what we have. Everybody's always going to want to improve upon how they are. That's fair.
2: So something that I have an issue with more than makeup is the filters, like the cool. Snapchat filters or Instagram filters. Those I think are more detrimental to the society, especially of young people growing up, because they they can slap a filter on their face and wow, suddenly their nose isn't as big, or they don't have a double chin, or anything like this. And or they're the w-
0: thirty years younger,
2: right? Exactly. Or and older.
0: And for the fun ones,
2: yeah, you know? that's true. I mean, and they're not all bad, and they're they're fun to play with sometimes. But you see people, excuse me, on social media who literally never post their actual face. It's always a filter put on, and that bothers me way more I've, than somebody wearing makeup. I've actually all the had a legit
0: concern that my toddler, um, my wife likes to go and take pictures on Snapchat and put a filter on, right, and then make him like a piece of pizza, which is hilarious. He's a Pe- piece of pizza, right? Dude, pizza yeah. pizza. But I've actually started to worry, like, as a toddler, how does it affect their brain? Like, do you sit there and worry that maybe there's somebody to body dysmorphia thing? Are they going to be confused about what's what with that? I don't know. I, I think I, it worries me a little bit, um, especially considering after my FaceTime him, he wants Poopy Daddy. He wants me to put the poopy emoji on my head. So I'm, I'm the big poopy emoji talking to him. He goes, Poopy Daddy, please. And I'm like, okay. I don't know. But legit, I worry that something's going to be like weird in his brain because of that.
1: I'm going to call you Poopy Daddy from now on.
0: <laughs> <Ugh>.
2: <laughs> I don't think that's the reason something's going to be weird in his brain. <laughs> um, but anyway, it, the fact that he's asking for it that shows that he understands that there's a difference. Like yeah. there's a difference. Yeah, like he's very smart. He's smart enough to know the difference.
0: Yes, but there are legitimate psychological things we're dealing with now because of technology we never dealt with before oh, that are affecting people in very different ways. I mean, I read a whole paper about not just phantom ringing, which that's a whole phenomenon, right? Feeling like it's ringing in your pocket, yes. but it's not. That's a, that's a thing that's real. Now, there's also like new psychological, psychological disorders that are being diagnosed because of cell phones and our way, the way we interact with them. And that could be a topic, too, in the future we should talk
1: yep, about. Yeah, but the flip side is is how many different things have gone by the wayside that we don't keep track of. Like we, It's easy to look at things that have popped up due to newer technologies, like the, the phantom vibrations. But the flip side is how many things have just gone away? That and
3: previous we'll, generations... And we'll never know because they've just gone away. But
1: that's my point. Like, I, it, I things guess. are replaced by things. Sure. That happens.
0: But I'm just saying, it's it, it, things are moving so quickly, and I'm not for throwing things back, but... They are influencing our own evolution in a way much quicker than we can predict how it's going to happen. Uh, I think they're they're pretty much saying that ADD and ADHD or whatever are going to be way on the rise because of basically screens and cell phones and devices um, and that we're all going to be a lot less able to focus and pay attention. I don't know. These are things yeah. that we're going to have to deal with and cope with and find a way to not have destroy our way of life, but yeah.
1: No, and it, it's I, I think I'm we talked about this a little bit briefly beforehand maybe this should be a whole different topic um, we talked about the idea that we're no longer Homo sapiens. We're actually Homo technicus or something like that. Homo technicatus or whatever, whatever the fuck it is. We're just homos. Yeah, we are. We're just homos. But I think the, that the, joke
2: was made last time too. Yeah, so. yeah. yeah.
1: exactly. I don't mind. Call but the consistent. idea is that we we've outstripped evolution. We've outstripped the the natural progression of ourselves, and we have actually because of our our technological influence and the way that we. We interact with the things we create, we have actually outstripped the, um, evolution's uh, influence on us. So we're actually, we're, we basically just, uh, we, we pave the road that we walk on at this
3: point. We don't, we're not well, subject we're not even to paving it anymore. N- correct. Yes. We're, we're airborne. We're just going. Well, there, there was a old like anecdote about how, uh, you know, they, they talked about how when cars first came around how it was a troubling thing because there was this Well this, it was this thought of like There are no if, horses. If your body moves faster than like a horse can carry you then it's just going to leave your soul behind. And that's kind of where we're at with technology where we're just we're flying forward and we're struggling to keep a hold of it. It did. Our our souls got left way far behind. Yeah. And that's that's kind of where we are, where like you said, we're we're not even really paving the road at this point. Like we're just we're going along with our technology. We're just
0: holding on for dear life. Yeah. We don't know where it's gonna take us. Just like the segment we just introduced last week that we call I will be dirty, rotten traitor and yes, stupid So on Trump indictment watch this week, Lindsey Graham predicts that there'll be riots in the street if Trump is, well, he says prosecuted, but I just say held accountable for his actions. Lindsey Graham, that sounds familiar. Is that the weird looking one? Yeah, he's real. He's real weird. Sweet Southern gentleman talks a little bit of a a feminine kind of accent. But then, you know, uh, it's very hard. He's a hard man. He's got moist lips, right? Uh, I would not like to grade the moistness of Lindsey Graham's lips oh. <laughs> so oh. I'm going to pass no. on that
2: one I don't like it here
0: Yeah, but uh, yeah he made the explosive prediction during an appearance on Fox News Sunday night in America well, that's a fucking title for a Fox right. News show <laughs> uh, that uh, there's no law and a double standard when it comes to Trump so oh it's unfair unfair and there'll be riots in the streets
3: oh you know what well, the last few weeks on Reddit, I've seen some videos of, like, the the Patriot groups training right. for when they'll fight the, the you know, anti-fascist groups. Which yeah. Which is a weird thing to... Yeah, I know. You know, but, uh, boy, those training videos are impressive, and uh, they certainly don't look like a bunch of idiots that don't know what they're doing. So I, for one, can't wait until the rioting happens.
0: Here's what I love about Lindsey fucking Graham. Lindsey Graham started off his professional career off, not professional career. Let's talk about this. His professional career with Trump, calling him a moron, and talking about how he was unfit for office before the 2016 election. He was against him. He was against him big time. Right. Then became his biggest ass kiss for mm. like three and a half, four years. Mm. Imagine that. That's weird. That's uh, surprising, right? Yeah. And he was the one that actually came out like during the primaries and strongly said Trump was not fit to serve, and then did a real turnaround there real quick. And then Trump shit on him the last, like, year or so of it, and he still kisses his ass for a good portion of it. Moist he, lips. Moist lips. Yeah. He has to have the moist lips for the kinda ass like, kissing.
3: Kind of like how, like, Trump insulted Ted Cruz's wife. and Ted, yeah, Cruz, and Ted Cruz kisses uh, his ass. Yeah. Exactly.
0: And then the January 6th insurrection happened, right? And Lindsey Graham was scared shitless because, oh my God, we could have gotten killed by this madman. I know he's a madman privately, but I'm, I don't say it publicly. And he came out and said, this is President Trump's fault, and he shouldn't have done this, and da 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 okay? And then not a week and a half later, this spineless little twerp of a fucking man gets confronted at the airport by some hardcore Trump supporters, and then he does another turnaround, and now he's back on Team Trump again.
3: He doesn't want to get murdered.
0: I swear to God, this guy has a lack of moral—I don't know—compass, a lack of spine that I've not seen.
3: He's just going to bootlick with anybody that's in power. I really, honest to to God,
1: don't think that he is showing anything more than what we've seen. A
0: lot of times through politicians, I know, but this is like a special, special case of it.
1: It sh- certainly is, and it shows through with the glean when when the when the camera just hits the certain light shining lips? off of his moist lips. Moist, you Lip-y-lip-y. just see it.
0: For mm. Those listeners that love the word moist, uh, this <laughs> this stuff is brought to you by the word moist. All right. Oh, bonus uh, ad. <laughs> uh, on top of that, on top of that, we've got a, uh, a judge. Surprisingly, appointed by Trump.
1: I'm assuming in Florida. In Florida. Does this lead us to a great segment? It will as soon as I finish.
3: Hold on. Hold hold your horses.
0: A a judge in Florida who was appointed by Trump after he lost the election. Okay. Oh. It was appointed to confirm after he lost, before he left office, though. And she's saying that Trump's request to have a... What was it? Special, um... Trial, trial by combat? Special thing. No, it was... Uh, there's a word for a... Damn. Day. Hold on. A tribunal? Someone to oversee the boxes. It's a whole freaking thing. I don't know.
2: The box keeper!
0: It's an outsider to look at the boxes, basically, right? I <laughs> forget the name of the, the, the term for it, right? Box keeper. But it's not common in these kind of box cases. Box keeper! But she's inclined to allow it. Basically an independent third party it. to go through all the documents and say this is... This is what's in there, right? So that, because uh, no one's going to trust the FBI or this, that, and the other. So, yeah, judge in Florida, surprise, surprise that he appointed a super loyal person before he left office. The ah, place weird. he was going to live? Weird. That's kind of, it's almost like he was anticipating problems. Huh. I don't know. But uh, speaking of that, as Mr. Jenkins tried to allude to way too early and jumped the gun, we are moving now into what we call Y'all Watch This. Florida oh, Man. So, for this week, we have Florida Man bites, chokes, relative, Excuse over me? toaster oven argument. Deputies say. He bites and chokes a relative over a toaster oven argument. Deputies say. I've had some uh, heated
3: toaster arguments in my past. <laughs> <laughs>
0: heated.
2: <laughs> That's good. I get it. Because so, toaster ovens heat things up.
0: It says here, Fla- Flagler... County deputies arrested a man Thursday who said they allegedly tried to choke one of his relatives during a fight. Over I'm going to interrupt
1: you right away. Flagler, F L A G L E R,
0: Flagler, Flagler County, fucking Florida. Flagler. Flagler, 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 County. Flagler, Flagler County, Florida. <laughs> Flagler can't County, even Florida. Say it. Flagler County, Florida. Flagler County. The argument eventually escalated into a full-blown fight with Bucky. That's great, Bucky. No, sorry, everyone. Bucky, Bucky, uh, fun. Knocking the victim over. Punching him, biting him on the neck, oh god, and then wrapping his arm around the family member's throat to choke him, according to deputies. A female relative saw the fight and tried to get Buckley to stop by yelling at him and trying to pull him off. Buckley, don't just stop don't it, Buckley, stop! Don't do it. I'm sorry.
4: Fearing <laughs> for the
0: victim's life, though. by the way, when a Floridian says fearing for the victim's life, there's a use of deadly force coming. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the woman oh. took a knife oh and stabbed Buckley in the back to get him to stop. Buckley, <laughs> if you don't stop, office. I'm going to stab you. Oh, I'm sure there was no <laughs> warning. It's your ground. Standing. No, you just stab. The deputy no. said the victim was also stabbed in the shoulder with the same knife, but expected to recover. So she also stabbed oh the guy God. who was getting choked. <laughs> She's
3: just on a stabbing frenzy. Yeah, oh. that's that's usually the go-to. Like, when you're about to do something questionable, just shout out, I'm in threat of my life. And then go for it.
0: And here's uh, guys, you're not going to be surprised, I don't think. No, to learn that Buckley is a known drug user. No, oh, had been, no. kn- been awake for several days before the incident. Do we know awake
3: for several days? Is no. that what that
0: said? Oh yeah. Yeah. Do we know what drugs? Uh, it doesn't say here, That's but all the all fun it. part is after he was <laughs> stabbed, he fled That's the awesome. home before the deputies got there. However, oh, he was place. arrested after canine deputies tracked him to another home. So my thought is it's a trailer park. And oh, yeah, they just yeah, got yeah, the yeah. dog out and literally followed him to the next trailer over. Yeah. Hey, why why is it why is it gotta be a trailer park? I don't know. It's Florida. You know. <laughs> you need those disposable homes, because when the tornado comes, they're not like a tornado hurricane, I guess. Mm. You know, you just rebuild real quick. Yeah. I, know know.
2: I wanna know what they were arguing about. The, the
0: toaster.
3: toaster oven. no
2: no no like like
3: like, why, like, possession of the toaster? Why or is my
2: hot pocket still frozen in the middle? You Buckley!
0: Know, I don't have a precise answer for him, but he looks exactly like you'd expect him to look.
1: There's, oh, he really does. <laughs>
0: hmm. Yeah. So, um, that was a good one for this week. I don't know. Public service announcement don't uh, choke out your relatives over toaster ovens. True. Seems yeah, like it's just not, not worth it.
1: No. Also, no. grand scheme of things, if we're, if we're playing off of Jamie, don't. Cook your Hot Pockets in a toaster
3: oven. Why? It's going to end up frozen in the middle. Well, a toaster oven? oven A toaster oven or a toaster? We're talking about two totally different things here. Either. Don't. (laughs)
0: Yeah, be a crispy outer layer instead of yeah. the soggy one you get in the microwave. I have that crispy. It's like telling bunch of me not bullshit. to put my
3: hot pocket into my air fryer. I'm not not going to oh, use yeah. my air fryer. <laughs> I'm to, not not
0: gonna do it. That's a good use. By the way, my air fryer, I keep getting myself my dumbass burned. It's got a freaking grate in it, right? To oh, like, pull air? out, uh, and I go to dump stuff out, and the grate comes flying out at me, <laughs> uh, <fucking> piping hot. <laughs> I've it's happened three times. I should really remember it's in there and stop doing that. But whatever. Alright guys, so we're we'll going to go ahead and take a moment and hear from our fictitious sponsor.
4: Buongiorno! My name is Giuseppe, and I have a dealer for you. If you sign up for a Hellerance Internationale Italiano Speciale, you're going to get so much fresh food packed right here in Italy, and sent straight to your door, you won't know how to do with it. Now we don't use no fancy computer or high-tech shipping. No, we send you orders the way of the older world. The way it was meant to be. A wooden sailing vessel. No fancy GPS navigation. But no diesel engine polluting your produce. Just the wind and the gods of mercy get you your food. In about a five or nine a month. The cheese is so aged, a Leonardo DiCaprio would taste it. A pasta so dry it crumble in your mouth. A meat's so cured, you're gonna need a liter of water after each bite. When you open your box, you're gonna say, oh my! That's a ripe one. So you will send your order via wax or Seal sealed today, and you'll get a start on the adventure of a lifetime. I'll tell them to say a you. Alright, so hello Rancid
0: International. I'll tell you what. While Hello, Rancid did make me violently ill, and we discussed that, I think, in episode 20. Yeah. Um, Hello, Rancid, Rancid International made me violently ill, but it tasted a lot more like curry. So, yeah. yeah. And I I wasn't, I've, I've, I've heard of uh, jicama
3: before, but I've never really seen it in person. I don't know if that's how it's supposed to look, but uh, it was extremely squishy, and I, I assumed... Uh, That that was correct, but uh, I did get violently ill afterwards, so, I mean, we're still par for the course.
2: I think one thing that's so cool about the Hello Rancid International is that it's actually packed fresh. It just takes so long to get to you that by the end, it's just how it's intended to be. They pay
0: for the cheapest fucking non-refrigerated shipping, which, you know what, though? They pass the savings on to you, though. Right. So, what do you want? Not to get sick? Or to have some money in your pocket after you eat. I don't know.
1: I got exactly one thing shipped to me, which was spoiled durian. But I, I, honest to God, don't know if it was spoiled or not. Because durian, I looked it up, it said it's supposed to taste like rotten onion.
3: And this tasted like... No, no, no. It's supposed to smell like... Yours tasted like rotten onion? Yeah, it really did. Oh, oh, no, it probably wasn't good then. Oh, wow. It's only supposed to smell like it, not actually taste like it. That,
1: that's what I got. I got, mm. I got durian. But- I, I
0: got some non that I used to drywall my basement, so, you know, sturdy stuff. Yeah. All right, well, let's go ahead and move on. We're going to talk about, for our main topic today, this idea of sustainable farming and independent living, I would call it. Um, our resident expert farmer girl, Jamie over here, I think will be helping girl. start off this topic. So what do we think? What's going on?
2: Okay, so if you guys have been listening, you know that I just recently bought a house. And one of my goals is to be more sustainable and um, self-sufficient. Is that the right words? Yep. Okay, Nailed cool. Maybe. Uh, maybe. Uh, all right. I don't know. Um, but I have plans to put in... Um, vegetable garden with a little patch of wild in it um for the bees and then yeah for the bees of course fuck
3: the bees um oh and the then
2: dick. i also want to have a small chicken coop as well with like two or three chickens um so i can have eggs and then potentially even get them processed with some of my friends chickens to have Process is a nice word for butch- butchered. Yeah, it really
1: <laughs> is. Um, I hate. I hate. I'm sorry. I hate the term process.
2: I don't mind it at and all. Chicken
0: murder. It is.
2: <laughs> but I mean, it's a animals are a resource, and it would be irresponsible to not use the
0: resource.
1: And that's fair. Um, and I get that. So I is just the most
0: dangerous game. We are. Well, I, just, yeah, I know we are.
1: Start running.
2: Um, yeah. But anyway.
1: It
3: won't get very far. That's
2: a nice piece of literature <laughs> there. Um, I mean. But anyway, that's my goal for myself. But I was thinking on it, and I noticed how many started out these projects during, like, the peak of um, the COVID, and everybody was staying at their house, so they didn't want to go out to the store, so they all started their own gardens. Um, So I was just, I'm wondering if those trends will continue now that people have started them, or if, like a lot of COVID hobbies, they will fall to the wayside and disappear.
3: I, for one, think that they'll continue for a non-related reason to COVID, um, economic Mm -hmm. reasoning. Because as produce becomes more expensive to buy from the store, people are going to rely more and more on things that they themselves grew so you'll start to see more you know more greenhouse throughout your neighborhood more people actually growing their own gardens and that i think is a good thing i agree I, I i do think
1: that i i think that it's a it's a natural evolution of where we are and what we've done um I think people have always had gardens in their backyards or side yards or whatever but I think that covid kind of as as it was the catalyst for a lot of different things i think it kind of it it exacerbated this idea that you want to have things that you can grow and and produce and enjoy in your own house whether it be simple things like herbs and and tomatoes and and whatever peppers but it can also be a more genuinely sustainable lifestyle that that we were seeing i don't think that that has to stop now and i don't think that it will
0: well part of the problem that i see it is one time people had this time they're not going to have this time right in the future to do this there's a whole reason why we moved away from an agricultural agrarian based society it takes a lot of time to manage a farm a garden a plot of land and it takes a lot of land to actually support a person I mean, to really truly support them, to truly support a person. So instead we move to specialization where we have farmers that do that job so that I can go and do something else. And now I don't have to also cobble my own shoes and I don't have to also fix my own wagon because I am contributing in a different way to society.
1: So I don't know. I, I agree with that. I, I'm not saying that I'm going to become a cobbler tomorrow, but what I will say is, no. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm. Just, I, but I, I, if you have some I fruit trees, won't. you
2: could make your own cobbler.
1: That's fair, but what Whoa. if you <laughs> got a cobbler? I like it. <laughs> if I can grow tomatoes and peppers and herbs, then that's few. Th- there are fewer things that I have to buy at the store. Like there are, I think that that what the pandemic led to is more. Th- more and I agreed I don't have the same amount of time that I did you know a year and a half ago and the the shutdown but what I do have is more of a more of an appreciation for things that I can harvest out of my yard that I spend a little bit of time with but not absurd amounts of time with like I, I can balance my time a little bit differently And get something out of that and spend less money at the grocery, but also feel more fulfilled when I eat dinner.
3: Well, and and that's the thing that, that people are wanting to be more involved in their own food because of the fact that recently we have kind of seen the weakness in our own supply chain of, you know, when things get scarce, suddenly I have no option unless I'm growing my own food. So a lot of people kind of have turned to that idea of, I need to be growing something.
0: Yeah. I would I would probably take a little bit of issue with the notion that it's cheaper. Uh, economy of scale is just a thing, okay? Um, so unless you're growing a lot of tomatoes and you're harvesting your own seeds and drying them and using them next year, I'm sure that's probably how you do it. If they can even do that at this point, because so many things are genetically engineered, we can't use the goddamn seeds. Um, then That's it's you then, then you're it not really going to be saving money. Uh, not only the time you spend to do the growing to the tending lots all that stuff, but the purchase of the plants, the seeds, the water, all that stuff.
3: When you have to look at, like, long-term things like, like apples, to do an apple orchard, you're talking, like, years worth of growing before it ever is viable. To be yeah, fair, yeah.
1: I'm not talking about apples. I'm talking about herbs well, and tomatoes yeah, and peppers. But, but like, all things just, that
3: are easy to grow. Yeah, but I mean, talking on a, on a more larger scale.
2: So I'm really excited. Um, I do have apple trees in my backyard. I have two of them. Um, you're but not to cut them down? No. No, uh, it's just the just cedars the ugly, that she hates. Yeah. Um, I want to <laughs> put my chicken coop there in the corner. Uh, <laughs> um, but back to is it cheaper I'd say in some ways yes but in all aspects no um but like if you're not trying to eat tomatoes every night for dinner right but even if like most people have so many vegetables that they just give them away to people because their plants are producing so well so if that is the case and you are trying to just provide for yourself That's when canning comes in and you Mm -hmm. start to can your vegetables and you have some for next year. That's the
1: exact argument that I was going to make is, you know, you can either you you have two options. You, You start to grow a garden and you have an abundance of peppers or tomatoes or whatever. So you have two options. You either adjust your diet and you start to eat an abundance of these things or you can them. Or I guess a third option is you give them away, or you which can even is, sell
2: them yeah, and make a couple can, dollars. Yeah, so there's a fourth yeah.
1: option. Like I, you know, I started this argument with two and ended up with four different arguments. But You're the, the flips, thanks. <laughs> the flip side is all of this is not necessarily a bad position to be in. Like must you, in that. and grand scheme of things, you will probably end up eating healthier you just will you're going to end up eating more fruits and veggies because you are growing them mm-hmm. more more herbs because you are you you don't want them to go bad you're going to eat them and adjust your diet that that's not a bad thing
3: well and then you know you you put out all these arguments but there is the idea of you know say the the four of us here say my yard great for growing beans it's shaded it's you know got your yard Depending Tomatoes, on where you put peppers, it, yeah, herbs uh, maybe. Go Jamie's yard them. good for corn. I'm not growing uh, corn in Austin's yard. Good for growing potatoes. <laughs> just rocky, fucking rocky soil. and hilly. <laughs> yeah, not good for much else. But hey, but that's the thing. You you have specialized areas, areas that are better that's for just
2: farmers. <laughs> okay, but it, me... it, it,
3: but on a smaller scale, not know, subsidized by the government, not.
2: And honestly, like potatoes are one of the easiest things to grow. You don't even That's have true. to buy potato seed. You just say, "Oh, I have this potato that was all I'm in saying."
0: My th- I, I feel Who like this is more buys potato <laughs> seed. For most people, this feels like a hobby. This feels you like know. something fun to do. Oh yeah, because I like to have my own cucumbers, my own tomatoes. My grandmother always made a made a uh, made a garden every year, and she still does. And they can like crazy, okay? Um, and it's nice. But it's not a way they could ever actually sustain their household on, right? They would have spent so much time involved in the business of agriculture to truly sustain the house.
2: I I disagree. There's a lot of prep work that goes into it, but then what yeah. do you like? You don't have to say, "Okay, plant, yeah. grow."
4: You yeah, can like, do it like go and do your job. Like, like I
1: can go out front and I can point. I've got four tomato plants, four pepper plants. I've got three four different uh, herbs. So what I, I'm hearing is you're like,
0: saying farmers don't work hard. No. no what I'm saying
1: not. is as a small scale th- I'm a I'm a goddamn urban it makes it a house. harder to be a
0: small scale. But my point I is saying, uh. I I
1: I turn my my faucet on half a turn like once every other every third day just to f- to give water to what I have So Going back to it, yeah. The the initial plotting, planning of the land and actually giving dedicated space to these areas. Yes, that did take a little bit more time. At this point, I give a little bit of water and I harvest my fruit. Like that's what it is.
2: But even then, like the prep work, um, my friend is going to come and help me because right now where I'm gonna do my garden is just grass. so. What we're going to do is basically let it take care of itself this fall and winter. So we're going to come and put big garden plastic on it. And you basically stake it down um, with a lot of straw and manure and grow stuff. But um, yeah. it basically turns into dirt and nutri- nutrient soil. And mm. it's it's not a difficult sort of thing to do.
0: Go ahead, yeah.
3: Well, and your, your whole argument of, you know, we're just reinventing farmers. I mean, kind of, yeah, yeah. in a way. That's uh, just farming uh, this, with extra steps. But <laughs> but it, it's not so much about just, like, becoming totally self-sufficient. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it's a matter of essentially subsidizing the cost of your grocery trip. Yes. Your,
0: Once again, I, economy of scale. It doesn't work out that way in the long term. You're talking about, yes, you got to prep the ground, right? But there's a reason why we do crop rotation because you're going to either have to fertilize that every couple years at the very least, the or you're going to have for. to rotate crops. Um, it's just not going to work. Otherwise, otherwise you're talking to depleted nutrients and shit won't grow very well.
1: There there's an, there, <laughs> I, I agree with you. The flip side is you eat what you have. So what you grow in your lawn, you eat and what you eat adjusts based on what you have. So when you go to the grocery store, everything is available to you right all year round there used to be a point in time okay I, I watched a, a, a out and brown thing uh, what was what was his show good good thanks yeah uh, about blueberries the, this was years ago and he said that you go into the grocery store and everything everything changes for the most part but everything also stays the same for the most part the the one thing that that does legitimately change month over month is blueberries because you can't grow blueberries during certain months of the year. That's fine. That's great. At the end of the day, things do change what you grow changes, what you eat changes. So when, when you grow certain vegetables, certain herbs in your garden, your diet changes. When you buy those things from the grocery store, those things change. The cost put into them changes, right? So.
3: Were you going somewhere with this? I don't know.
0: Okay. So (laughs) at the end of the day, I'm not saying it's bad to grow your own vegetables. I think it's an awesome thing to do, right? I just don't think that you can argue that it's like way to a sustainable future. It helps. It can help, sure. But I just think at the same time. There's also a reason why we have lands that are for this kind of thing. You have irrigation systems to, to maximize yields and all those things.
3: That's the thing is that we're we're too specialized at this point. Yeah. We we have subsidized our farmers to grow corn and only corn, that's and a that's only for like biofuels and high fructose corn syrup, and we don't really use most of it for food.
0: No, I don't disagree with you. It is what it is. I just. At the end of the day, I just feel like it feels like, oh, I just do this because I like it. It's like a hobby almost. it's no, fine. I don't think it's something that's actually you know I don't know.
2: I'm not against the giant big farms those those do give food to the world, but doing something of your own and using your yard more than um, chopping a whole bunch of grass down all the time, mm-hmm. I think is more beneficial to you as a landowner because you're actually using your land to give you something back.
3: Well, there's
0: also right. some... Sorry, go ahead.
3: Oh, I was going to say, yeah, I mean, you're right, that, it, that you're you're doing something better with your yard than just growing grass. But I think it also is something that helped people kind of understand more that food doesn't just come from the store. It doesn't just magically appear there. There's a whole process to it.
0: Sure. But there's also one more aspect i have like to touch on before we kind of wrap things up, and that is... Okay, there is a very real problem with agricultural runoff and pollution at times, especially when you're using, you know, pesticides and those kind of things. So I think also people have to be responsible in their home gardening and farming. Otherwise, you have local water systems where pesticides are getting washed into it now and there's more pollution that way. There's unintended consequences if you're not doing it properly. And if you're not using pesticides, I mean, that could be real bad for your own crops a lot of times. I mean, depending on what's going on. So I don't know. Uh, that's that's kind of where I'm at with it. Like I said I like the idea of having a garden. I can't do it in my own house just because of the hills and the rocks really potatoes um, raised garden beds taters give me some taters. Uh, so, but at the end of the day, I'm not against to. it. It's just I don't think it's like uh, don't go deep. aren't planting the garden.
1: Don't spray your yard. Period.
0: That's why I said it has to be responsible. Yeah. It has to be people being responsible. Yes, but. Are most people responsible or educated enough to do that? Will they, will nope. they care enough to do that? Will nope. they go, oh, I've got things eating my, eating my maters. I'm going to go ahead and spray my maters. You know, I think they're going to spray their maters over Agreed. letting the maters get ate. So.
1: I, I think that's why I said don't spray. Just don't do yeah. it don't spray
0: your okay well that works in a perfect world so we'll get that public service announcement out to everybody planting their own gardens Um, but with that I think we're going to wrap up for the week Um, I want to thank you for listening to was I drunk remember you can find us on uh, Spotify and Apple Podcasts along with Podbean go ahead and like and subscribe for us share with a friend we'd really appreciate it you can find us on all the popular social media platforms at was I drunk SP leave a comment tag us with a suggestion whatever you think would be great Uh, until next time bottom up